Hey, everybody, we're live at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast number seven. That's right, we made it through seven. Yeah. Here with the evil one, Evil Ed. How's it going, guys? The original OG of the mini bike world, <laughs> right? When you think about it, Mini Bike Paul. Welcome to the broadcast. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. Thank you for having me here. You got here early. You got a chance to kind of check out the scene. What do you think? Well, I've been to your garage before, and uh, you have some cool stuff. Um, thanks. You've got the coolest garage. At least you got the coolest garage in Camarillo last time I was up there. Well, <laughs> I have a pretty cool shop. You're right about that. Well, I want to get uh, to you, but as we typically do, we always start off with the evil one. Ed, I see you've got the Bonanza jacket on today. Yeah, I figured I'd sport something different. It's like 95 out, and you decide you're going to wear a friggin' jacket. It'll get cold in here <laughs> later. I don't want to have to run to the car and get it. It does. Hey, uh, what's up with the dog? Oh. Give us an update. Oh. What? The dog is fine. It's fine? The dog is fine. All right. Christ, everybody was worried about that. I got the dish over there still, figuring she'd make a return appearance. The dog is fine. Good. Couldn't be better. So you rolled up while I was kind of getting ready. Like I said, Paul got here. He had a couple cups of coffee. He's, he's big on the coffee. Could be a lot worse, right? He had a couple cups of coffee. I was getting ready. And then I saw you rolled up, and you had something in the back of your pickup like you typically do. What did you have? A Powell? A Powell. It wasn't just a Powell. It was a... It was a unique Powell. Well, it looked like an early one to me, like maybe 65, 66 maybe. I brought it here to show Paul and see what he'd say. What do you think? <laughs> well, you saw Paul. We know it's old. It's an early, early Powell. And how could you tell? Like, what were you able to tell when you, when you first looked at it that was really, really old? Well, I didn't even have to look at it. I talked to Ed on the phone a couple days ago. The gear shifter that came with it which we assume is was part of it, goes back to the early days. Um, you're you're like a, a the seat is one. I don't know if it's even an original Powell seat, but it is the early early toolbox seat. You don't see them very often. Yeah. Um, so he's got a pretty he's got a keeper that he, he ran into. He's well, I don't know. Yeah, a bit somebody somebody, somebody it looked like they it. stretched it. They replaced that top bar so you don't know if it ever had a serial number. See if Ed knew that it had a serial number. But, but here's the thing. We Ed. would know exactly sure. how old it is. But, but because it's 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 gonna be an evil Ed Powell now. Forget the serial numbers, Ed. It's like you just write Evil Ed 1 on it, and then you know you start your own so little I'll line. Stamp Evil Ed in the top bar. Are you, are, are, you know about the Powell registry? Well, whatever I know about Powell's is largely due to you. And, and maybe that would be a good way to, to kind of start, uh, is to talk a little bit about not, not just uh, the expertise that you have with these Powell's, but, you know, you, l l let's, let's start off with the fact that you've been involved in mini bikes for a real long time you're right including... i was involved and then i went away and now i'm re-involved i had mini bikes back in the day that's what i want to talk about what when was the day and what well, were those bikes paul you know knowing i was coming here i thought to myself this could get a little embarrassing and i'll tell you why back in the day quote unquote which i would say started around 58, 59 for me. Okay. 
Um, and that, I, this is a point of reference. That's when I was born, 59, for example. Okay, well, I, start, I, I turned 16 in 59. All right. Got my I driver's had my license. I mini bike in 59. And how, were you around his age? Old. Are you around his age, Ed? Is no, well? no. No, I'm look, 16. Okay. So go ahead. Um, I had lots of mini bikes back then. I could not tell you what make any of them were. What was the first one, though? You had to know that. No, I was a car guy. I wasn't a mini biker. I was a car guy. I was pit crewing at uh, uh, Cal Club Road Races, SCCA, and we went to the drags a lot. Okay. Um, this is late 60s or early no, 60s? this is late 50s, early 60s. Okay. And uh, so, like, I don't know if you ever got to go to Riverside or not. No. Well, we went there a lot, and that place was huge. And the, the best spectator spot was as far away from the pits as you could get. And so you had to have transportation. You had to have a pit so bike, right? we got mini bikes. And then the, we, had, we always had a shop. Sometimes it would be my parents' garage, maybe somebody else's garage. But there was a group of us. We hung out. And uh, we always had mini bikes, and I, you know, I remember back now. Some days there'd be three or four mini bikes, and we'd swap motors, and guy would go, "Hey, I found this motor," and we'd plunk that motor on, and it, we didn't pay attention. I, I paid no attention. I'm not even positive if any of the bikes I had back then had uh, suspension in the rear No, more than likely they were probably rigid frame. Probably but do you remember not. the engines that they had? Were they Tecumseh engines? Were they Briggs engines? Yes. <laughs> Got it. I, I, I'm surprised only because knowing how many uh, bikes you probably have either owned or collected over the years, and particularly when I talk to you about, for example, the Powell, you're like a dictionary. So for you to have a vague awareness of those early bikes, I'd find surprising. Well, but hey, at the time, maybe it just didn't matter because you were really into the cars, right? It gets even worse. Um... More than once, I drove out on, I guess, what is it, Foothill on uh, Monrovia, Pasadena, and I went to Bug, I went to Taco. We didn't know this was going to be historic stuff. Sure. Yeah. So you'd walk in, you know, maybe it was twice as big as the garage, two guys. Right. Very informal. They'd sell you a piece or a part. Who knew? They had complete bikes, though, at they those shops, bikes. right? bikes. Out back, they had stacks of frames and a lot of go-karts. Yeah, that was See, the deal. I was right there at the start of the go-kart thing, too. Um, I was hanging around Dean Jeffrey's shop in Hollywood on uh, <clears throat> Sunset when I was in about the 11th grade. I don't remember how I got the right to be there, but I did. And he was very nice to me. One day he comes over to me, he goes, I want to show you something. Took me in the back room, and there's a go-kart, no motor. I think it was a bug, but I don't remember exactly. More than likely, And right? he goes, how would you like this? I'd love it. Fine, take it. Wow. So I took it home, put tires on it, wasn't sure what I was going to do, and about that time, um, a guy borrowed my brother's 500 BSA and head on into a Jaguar. He lived through it. The bike was destroyed, but the engine was perfect. So we took the engine and mounted it on the go-kart. 
And let me tell you, that thing screamed. Well, let's go back to the mini bikes because I know the yeah, go karts have. Yeah, I just throw that. that. That's fine. You've got a ton of stories, uh, Paul. On the mini bikes, what I remember is you had that event that everybody talked about when I started to get into the scene, which was the Fun Fest. How do you? Fun how do you, day. Fun day. Excuse me. Uh, was there a Fun Fest? What was Fun Fest? Wasn't there a? Not that I know. Okay, so Fun Day. Oh, I know Mac what you're Fest. thinking of. Mac, Mac, Mac. Right. After the first couple of, or the the second fun day and the third fun day, I went to Mac and said, hey, fun day is on Sunday. Have your swap meet thing on Saturday. And I printed up, uh, we even had decals. I don't think I brought yeah, that's one. Yeah, the Mac Festo, that's what it was. That's but So you, yeah. were, you were fun day. How, do you, how did you go from having that interest in the go-karts and the mini bikes to deciding you wanted maybe get a gathering to go okay, together. So how, did, how did you come up with that? I was a car guy, and in around 07, I think, I was messing around like everybody does on eBay or maybe Craigslist. I think eBay. I don't remember. And there was a mini bike for sale, and I thought, oh, my gosh. I haven't had a mini bike for since Joe was born. Sure. <laughs> gotcha. So I bought it. Um, and then I had a chance... I saw a brand new doodle bug for $300 delivered. I thought, what the hell? So I bought one. So you you can figure out what happened. I got it, we gassed it, started it up, 2.8 horsepower. It would barely drag me across the driveway. Um, and I thought, there must be something better. I sold it to one of my uh, clients. He wanted it for his son, who was seven. So yeah, two and a half horsepower is safe for a kid, right? About that time, I was getting onto OMB, and I would look for people where they lived, because OMB always told you where they lived, and I started PMing them and getting phone numbers, and I started calling people. So I think the first guy I ever really spoke to who was thoroughly entrenched was uh, uh, Tommy Props. Do you know him? No. Ed, do Tom you know Tommy? Mahoney. Yeah, Tom. He knows him. Tommy had, at that time, 0708, arguably the best taco collection there was. Oh, he had so many bikes. So I got him on the phone. We talked back and forth. He said, well, why don't you come by my house? Okay. So I went by his house. I almost fainted. I mean, he had like 20 bikes out in the garage. Nicest guy in the world. So where, he do goes, you, where did he live? He lives in the valley, way out in the West Valley. Okay. Uh, he's a prop man. If uh, if you're making TV, movie, and you want to move liquid, like a beer commercial, he, he's the number one guy. So you go out to his place, he's got this awesome collection. Yeah. So he ride. goes, would you like to ride that bike? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. He wheels it out. So it turns out that's who Tommy is. Every time you go there, he brings out bikes and lets you ride them up and down the alley. Love that guy, didn't you? you know I mean? Oh, <laughs> that was you like... know, for a, for, <laughs> for brand new back into mini bikes. Sure. And in an hour, I got to ride like 10 bikes. And then he goes, come on, let's go for a ride. My recollection of mini biking back in the day was twofold. I told you, we took bikes to the races to get around. But the real fun of mini biking back in the day was to get on them in a neighborhood and race around the neighborhood. It's funny, back then, it seemed like every other house, the wife 
was out on the front yard with the hose watering. Sure. So you'd buzz to the lawn and get as close to her as you could. <laughs> She'd squirt you with the hose. Yeah, it was almost as common as a bicycle, wasn't it? And it was great fun. Yeah, the cops didn't bust your chops or anything at the time? Never. I've yeah. never been, never. Okay, so, so, so now you're Tommy with him. goes, let's go run the neighborhood. So we're running the neighborhood, and I'm going up driveways and across the sidewalk and down the next driveway, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. Life's good. This is my youth relived. <laughs> this is incredible. So when we got back, I said to Tommy, you know, I bought this doodle bug, but it's horrible. I got rid of it. So he goes, what you really want is a moose. What's a moose, I Tommy? I never heard of a moose. A moose is a brand new Chinese doodle bug. Well, back then, but it had front, front suspension. Oh, okay. So I said, how much are they? He goes, well, just like your doodle bug. He goes, and I'm going downtown tomorrow, and I'm going to pick up a couple. I said, pick up three. I want one. So the next day, I go back to his house, and there's <laughs> this brand new moose, and I look at it, and I will go, what's going on here? He goes, well, I knew you wouldn't want it with a 2.8 horsepower, right? You already went through so that. So I with took the that motor right? off, and I put this Tecumseh on it for you. Was it like a five-horse Tecumseh or something? Yeah. Sure. I said... What do you want for the bike? He goes, 500, done. <laughs> Boy, I couldn't peel it off fast enough. I still have that bike, and it was probably my first bike. Um, then he said to me, you know, we're racing this weekend out in Santa Clarita. So I guess you know about the old San Fernando Valley Soapbox Racers Federation. Federation. <laughs> it was a guy named Paul who owns Atomic Cycle Bicycles yeah, okay. in the Valley. I've heard of Atomic and Cycle. And he started this group, I guess. Ed was part of it. S-F-V-I-S-B-F. Yeah. What was that, Ed? Uh, it was illegal minibike racing. And, and they Illegal put... downhill racing, uh, soapbox cars. First was the soapbox cars, then we got into illegal minibike racing. So as it turned out, I went to the last race they ever had. I didn't know it the day I went there. No, neither did they. It was up in Santa Clarita. What an education I got that day. First of all, I met everybody who mattered, it seemed like, on the West Coast, because they were all there. Who, were, who was there? Who were those oh, guys? Oh, my God. Give me I some mean, names. everybody you know. This guy. Evil Ed. I couldn't believe when I met him. Like, whoa, really? <laughs> because you had heard about him? Evil Ed. Well, you had heard his name. How, where and, did you hear about him? And I had uh, OMB. Gotcha. So everything you're talking, OMB. Okay. And I knew he was, but I had never seen him. I took one look and I went, this is too cool. <laughs> I'm liking this. You know, I have sort of the background you have. I have a degree in advertising. Right. And I've always done PR and advertising, either for myself or for other people. So I took one look at Ed and I went, oh, my God, somebody should be selling this. I mean, this is too good. This is way better, keep, way better than Vaughn Dutch, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, he is our, uh, well, he's, it's, it's even tough to really compare him, I would say. He's just, I have just always Ed. introduced Ed as the one and only real mini bike celebrity. Yeah, and that's you're right. really who he is. Anyway, I met him. Who else was hanging out there at the time? Guardrail was up there guard racing. Rail, I met Guardrail. And, and Guardrail turned out to be the next guy that I got tight with. Edwin was there. Um, that kid who broke his femur. 
Remember? See, it's, it's funny. That's the day he broke it. Do you remember who that guy was? I can't remember his name. You know, it's interesting because there when were so I, many hacks, so many people getting messed up. Uh, part of uh, part of uh, I guess the good and bad of doing the show is that you get comments from people. Some folks will say, "Hey, you know, I heard the podcast; it was good." Or some people say that thing's too long. Or, "Oh, we love Evil Ed." Or, you know, uh, you had had a chance to to comment on what you had uh, heard about the show because you you had listened and you said, "You know, the thing about it is that you guys." You guys never remember the names. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, well, we're all getting we're old. All too old. But as you can see, because you, as you sit here yourself, it's 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 hard to remember the well, guy I'm with the broken through. leg. And, and and the beauty of it is that we always have a chance to plug those guys' names in later. But I'm just making a point that like it's, Neck wasn't there. I was going to bring up Neck because you always do. It seems like Neck is always well, with you wherever you go. Let me continue real quick. So I got I I met Guardrail Dave, and he said, "Why don't you come over to my house?" So a couple of days later, I went over to his house. I don't know how well you know Guardrail. Guardrail will pretty much sell any bike he's got yeah. if if it hits him. And, and he's very nice about it. If if he can get his money out of the bike, he's quite satisfied. Um, I remember the last Bonanza that you just bought joke. from him. I have bought many, many, many bikes. Yeah. We're not sure if I've bought more bikes from him then I've had Ed do engines. Ed's done so many engines for me. I don't know what eight or nine or something. I mean, yeah, I don't like you. Ed I don't I, know. I can't remember. Ed and I built a lot of bikes together at my shop. That's the same um, time I was doing like twenty-five mini bikes for Dino. Yeah. Um, so I went over to guardrails and I started buying bikes from him, and I think I've bought six bikes from him. Two or three of which I resold. I bought all of his racing bikes. I think he built four. I remember the orange MX or the but red MX. That came later, but yeah. he had Bajas built into race bikes. Badass. Yes. Yes. So I bought two of them without motors, and I went to uh, Shane at AGK, Affordable Go-Karts, and I had two... You know, you throw all the aluminum at them for about a thousand dollars. Yeah, and I built two race bikes, one for me and one for my son-in-law, Fly and Jimmy Lovato, <laughs> Hi, who Jimmy. we ought to talk about because mini bikes are interesting. They're fun. They're pretty fast, some of them, without a doubt. And while they look sort of like toys, they've hurt a lot of people. Yeah, it's anything that has an engine, you have to be respectful. That's right. All right, so you, I, I'm trying to get to uh, the way that you decided to to produce an event, to produce oh, fun. that's easy. Yeah, so, so you, so you as are the you, guys. As you may or may not know, I'm a big boy fanatic. I love big boy. So there's a big boy at uh, Sunland and the Five, I guess. Right. And... Uh, so I would start calling these guys. This goes all the way back like 08, early 09. And, and we would all meet at Big Boy. So there was a group of us. There was Ed, Guardrail, Edwin, Neck, and me. Yeah. Sometimes, um, what's his face? Uh, I can't think of his name. I remember seeing all the photos. The of guy you. who raced go-karts with me, who we had a falling out. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Hound dog. Hound dog. Sometimes he would show up. Sometimes, one, but mostly it was the five of us. And one day early on, we were sitting there, and um, we were kidding around. 
and a couple of these guys have had a little experience with some of the outlaw motorcycle guys years ago. All right. Like the Hells Angels stuff. And, you know, those guys call themselves the one percenters. So we started calling ourselves the San Fernando Valley one percenters. All eight of you? Yeah, five of us. <laughs> so one day we're, we're sitting a big boy, and one of us, I would love to say it was me, but I don't know that. Say it was Hound Dog. Somebody, no, it wasn't Hound Dog. It might have been Guardrail. Somebody said, you know, we need to have a get-together. So I said, great, let's have it at my shop. Yeah. So they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, okay, I'll get to work on it. Went home, and that's where Fun Day came from. We invited, we went on OMB, invited people, you know. I think the, oh, oh, that's right. And we decided we would cook lunch. So so really it was a local collection of guys, and whoever yes. else got the message on OMB. people. 40 people showed up at yeah, the first one. Yeah, we're trying to one. go by word of mouth. And probably most of them were locals, right? Maybe did maybe somebody from out of state come? Guys no out of state. Yeah, no out of state. Because I know you have a... From down from no, the first one... That's pretty damn JD good. JD brought some of the drag racers. Sure. Uh, Charles showed up with a few drag racers. Right. And then it was just the, the, the all the guys who were active on OMB and living in Southern California. Oh, yeah, yeah well, Mac. Mac likes any get-together. Yeah. He really supported And he it. had already had established his MacFest at that time, or was this... He was, was doing he, his garage sale in January, yeah. yeah. So nice for him, too, to see somebody else was kind yeah. of taking the baton. So you have this... So the, it was it was a... 40 people, we had a lot of fun. My shop, as you may remember, is right next to the farms out there. So you can ride right off my parking lot and ride the farm. I've been there. So... We did lots of that that time. It was just a total success. And it really wasn't a, a, a really a, an organized deal as much. It was no. just kind of like a get-together, no. right? Get-together. Did you serve food? Was there... Yes. Okay. We, uh, Nick brought a barbecue. I had a barbecue there. Perfect. Guardrail helped. He probably helped. We all we went to the Mexican market and bought tons of carne asada and all that. Served beans, rice, guacamole, tortillas. We did all the cooking, which How took nice. us sort of out of the thing for a couple hours. But So then we went back to the drawing board a year later, except we started planning. They were in September. Okay. So the next one we started planning like in May. Didn't you need a grand marshal? And oh, yeah. And we always I had. I thought he would make you the grand marshal as soon as he thought he was going to yes. do the ride. Yeah. He was always our uh, honorary grand marshal. Um, his face was on everything we ever did. So you went from 40 to how many the next show? The next year, we did some planning. We got, what's his name? Um, Small Bore Scott. Small Bore Scott. Do you know Small Bore? Do I, Ed? Have I, oh. Has he been to the show? He, Small Bore. i taking pictures. Yeah. He He's had a, that double trouble minibike. Oh, yeah. The Scott Baker? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, Scott sure. Baker. Yeah, yeah. So Scott has a gigantic barbecue trailer. Uh-huh. Brought it. He did the food. He didn't feel very well that day, and the food was about an hour and a half late, which was, but the event was wonderful. You had to throw that in we there. We fed a hundred people, <laughs> and somebody told me they counted three hundred mini bikes. Wow! Everybody was loading up their truck with everything they owned. So you created a little bit of a, a little yes. monster there, then. Yeah, it was pretty. And good. then, and they were all riding. Oh, so the second year, I hired a band. <laughs> I brought in a, a jolly jumper for kids because I knew I needed to get the women to show up. 
So I figured, God, if I do a jolly jumper, they can bring their it's kids. It's a babysitter, right? Um, we sold shirts, event shirts, which we sold below cost. Okay. Um, it was two-sided, full color for 10 bucks. <laughs> Imagine that. And it was a genuine beefy tee. We weren't messing around. Look, I, I, I tell you, every T-shirt that I bought, for the most part, I give away. I don't know about you, but it's just one of those things. So, so you, you're really turning this now it's so from, then a, from the a gathering third, to now it's an event, right? Yes. I mean, are you charging people the time? Nope. Is, is, We've never charged anything but lunch and tea. So you're eating all this, whether you, whether you're promoting it or you're, you're 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 renting things. This is because I'm experiencing a little bit of that too, and that's why I, I'm, I'm curious. All well, this. Let stuff, me tell you about the third one. Jolly jumper, band. Except this time we didn't have electricity up front because the guy had moved out of the building. So I had to buy the electricity from him. I bought two extension cords (laughs) about that big and ran them about 300 feet. Do what you got to do, baby. I bought these giant freezer chests. I had unlimited water because I didn't. Did you get porta potties? Because you know you're. Because once you got to get porta potties, you know you're in trouble. Well, my (laughs) shop has a bathroom. Oh, I've been in there. It's nicer than my bathroom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, so, so now how many people are this coming? This time, we don't know. We fed so more than 150 people. The bike count was over 500. Jesus Christ. And to this day, I'm not kidding you, I'm not exaggerating. No, no. I, 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 to this day, I'll be somewhere and a guy will go, aren't you many bike people? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Isn't that cool? I was at your fun day. Yeah, man. Well, I don't think I ever met you. Yeah, yeah. I came over, I introduced myself. Yeah. Really? You're supposed to ride along at that point. That's not the right reaction. Well, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we that's had, the third time because I get a little bit of it. Nowhere near that because you, you had more people than I, I typically attract. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those things you got to roll with it. Oh, yeah, how you doing? So Thanks for coming. All the forums around my shop are owned by uh, Moscovich. And there's one guy in charge of the whole thing, and I know him. I've met him. One day, Nick and I were riding out there because we've ridden out there a thousand times. He didn't mind. And he was in his uh, truck. And we all stopped and he introduced himself. No, he couldn't care less. It was great. Yeah. Okay, thanks. So, then you bring day, 500 people there. It's a little different story, right? Three, <laughs> a couple of things happened. Yeah. All the drag racers showed up with all their drag race bikes. And yeah. I'm not talking about. No, you're... I'm talking about the stretched, fast stuff. And they go right out in front of my shop, out on the street, and they're doing 90. Up Who were those guys, Ed? Was it Charles? Oh, right. Yeah, oh. Charles. Who else? The, guys, the cat guys. Oh, what's his name with the little kid, his own son? Remember? He, he's in. Ty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was out there. Ty Jones. So uh, right across the street from my shop is Caltrans. Yeah. So they called the police. Immediately. The police started showing up. You remember the first guy who talked to the police? was Tommy Props. Tommy Props. Well, Tommy Props, the guy we just told the story about. I went out there, I talked to the police, they said, if you'll keep them off the street, we'll let you be. Okay, don't worry. They left, and the drag racers quit going out there. I thought my troubles were over. Sure enough, a couple hours later, the police are back. They were chasing them in the cornfields with those. So, here's they? what happened. They from Florida. Got I, yeah, I was, well, yeah, I was at that one. He got that was That's one. right. Yeah. So, what happened, I, I found out, the police told us, that the farmer yeah. called on us. So, the next day after the event, I drove over to their main office down the street. I went into his office. He knows me. Hi, Paul. Hi. Yeah. I said, 
could have given Look, you a heads up, right? You've always been so damn nice to me, so I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to get upset. But you're kind of but a dick. why did you call the police on us yesterday? Well, he oh, probably thought he got more than he bargained for. You know? No, no, he goes, oh, my God, Paul, that was you? Yeah. Oh, well, so I, he says, let me tell you what happened. He goes, so you've driven through Ventura County. Yeah. And everywhere you look, there are fields with plastic over everything. Right. So he goes, Paul, do you know what the number one enemy of raspberries is? No. Dust. So he goes, yesterday, 2 o'clock, my grower calls me, and he goes, hey, we got some motorcycles sure. out here, no. and they're kicking up a world of dust. Who would have thought? So, Who would have thought? So he, he didn't know who it was. Yeah. He said, call the police. And that's why we got busted. <laughs> so... That ended it, in your view? Did you think about well, it? Because I know you tried another so event, the police right? got really nasty after that. They arrested a guy or tried to? They, they gave him a nasty ticket. Who was that? Which later was, that was dismissed. Uh, Jake from Florida, Square Chopper yeah. on OMB. One of the things I was always, I guess... Should have sent him one of those BB t-shirts. <laughs> proud seems like sort of a strong word, but... He I always I yeah. took a lot of pleasure in the fact that I got a lot of guys to fly into for this thing. Yeah. And drive long distances. Oh, my God. All the way from Oregon and Washington, Northern California. I mean, it was a big deal. It's the only thing that ever happened on the West Coast until you came along. Really. And at that time, what I loved the most about it, which everybody likes to be with other mini bike enthusiasts. We talked about that, even to a point where it's kind of weird. But it's riding. So well, once yeah. once you heard that magic word, which I had heard about your events, like, no shit. You get to ride? Well, see, that third year, yeah. Ed and I and Guardrail went to Winber. So we knew how good an event could be. Yes. So I thought, oh, man, I'm going to go home. I'm going to do my own Winber. But the difference is that he has property and he lets everybody ride on it. And they aren't litigious like we are out here. There's certainly there's no lawyer problems. Yeah. There's no, no legal I, I, problems. No, I know I'll always struggle with the fact that I have what you could probably refer to as a static event, right? The bikes are parked. Yeah, we, we do a little cackle fest, but there's no riding. And, and, yeah. and I think that what you were able to at least give us, at least for a second, Paul, it's a couple of things, which I want to thank you for, is that you, you organized just some of the guys, whether it was the eight guys that we huddled up with the booth at, 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 at Bob's or whether it was the folks that we attracted through OMB. You made the effort to get the word out. You stepped up. You opened up the garage. You opened up and took time away it to get your deal going. It was very wonderful for And you me. didn't do it to make money. You did it to see if it, it had some legs, right? To make money? Well, you, you, you lost If I a lot. told you how much I spent on the last one, you know what I did? <laughs> I have that incredible chopper that I bought from James C., he found it. He bought it from the guy who works at the Peterson. Ah. It was a $6,000 mini bike chopper that he bought for a few hundred dollars. I had never met James when I saw that bike on OMB. I picked up the phone. I got his phone number, and I called him. I said, James, this is mini bike Paul. I want to thank you for taking care of my chopper <laughs> until I bring it back over here to my shop. He got all mad at me. And I kept sending him messages about once every two weeks. I hope you're still taking care of my chopper. Finally, one day, he called me and said, okay, come, come over it. here and get it. See these Clintons with the tank, with the original tanks? 
these engines have never been started uh, as well as a couple other. In fact, that five horsepower that's in Frankenstein, mm -hmm. that was that overhead valve, uh, iron cast bike. I got all those engines from James C. Oh, I too found him on Craigslist one time, luckily. And this bike back here, there's a CR400 I got from him. And you talk about a go-kart collector. And really a cool guy, because I went over to his place in Newhall. I don't uh -huh. know if you've ever been to his, yeah, place. Been to his place. We're My good friends. Oh, awesome collection. In fact, he'd be a great guy to have on there. So so, so you're, you are you get that chopper from James. Yeah. So then for number three, about a month before number three fun day, I guess I was on Craigslist, and some guy was selling two more choppers for about $1,000, and they were unbelievable. What were they, Ed? What choppers is he talking about? What, Do you like, remember those two? Like when I hear choppers, I'm you talking about You know who's got them now? Custom bikes? Yeah, yeah these are Chinese choppers, mm. and really cool. Mini bike choppers. Yeah. So I bought them, and, I, and, and in my shop, I had a chopper display. It was so cool. So I never anyway, got into the Chinese choppers, though. You know, it was one maybe of those I things. Maybe I bypassed them, that's why. Yeah, you I just don't I kind remember. I put them out of my head. When um, I all right, so, so, so when three ended, I went and met with the city of Camarillo because the police made it clear. You're not doing it here anymore. You're not doing it here yeah. without a permit. So I go meet with the city manager, and uh, I said, so he goes, first of all, where you're located, you can't have an event. Oh, but you could... Uh, apply for a variance and put on an event. Oh, okay, what do I do? He goes, well, I'll give you all the paperwork. You go and fill it out, bring it back, and then... We'll tell you no. All we have to do <laughs> is get it cleared through seven departments. Right, sure. So they had already made it clear we weren't going to serve food out there on the parking lot. So I would have had to get a truck. I guess I could have done that. It was made it tough for you to do it. It was yeah. obvious this was never going to happen again, and that third one cost me a bucket of money. I mean, yeah. we talked about this in the show. Thousands of dollars. Well, I hate to say it because I may be doing it a lot worse, but uh, that's nothing compared to what we've got invested in this well, little deal. And I could never figure out a way. See, the funny thing—it's always amazed me. Maybe that's a word. We charged ten dollars for lunch. And ten dollars for this incredible shirt, twenty dollars. Probably lost money on the deal. And for every guy who spent twenty dollars, I spent thirty dollars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we didn't. Do and it. yet you're able to get people to pay you to come in, and you get them to come in droves. Not well. Thank you. I, I think we've been able to because we deliver. I think a good a good value. You I know, think we give so much stuff away. We, this is what you do. See, for us, for me, it was sort of, I'm going to take a shot at this. And I didn't care if I made money, but I didn't realize I was going to spend quite so much. It's easy but to, isn't it? I would have done it again. Don't get me wrong. I would have liked to continue. Look at it. was a bucket of fun. Oh, my yeah. God. 500 mini bikes? Sure. Do you know what the last one you do know? Yeah, the Powell family come out, had, didn't you? At the third one, I got the Powell brothers to fly in. We roped off a corral, and we had 40 Powells. That'll never happen again. That was, that was you're exactly right. That'll never happen again. And it was a, a real rare opportunity to talk to those folks. They really enjoyed it, too. Well, there were so many things. He had his mother, who's an artist, paint a picture of a Powell. And then 
they went and had 20 more of them oil paint done. And they gave them all to me. Actually, I bought them. Um, I have one, actually. What you? Yeah, I think made, I gave you what, one with you the did bike. When I, yep. Well, I've given one to everybody who ought to have one. I still have two. Does that have one? I don't know. Well, Christ. If but you, the Ed always... give Ed one. Come on, man. Ed, Christ, Ed was, speed the machine, will you? Ed was sort of anti-Powell until a week well, ago. Well, he, he's a reluctant warrior because he's actually taking on the assembly of the Challenger that I purchased from you. I ignored I Powell. and Powell's for Paul, too. I ignored Powell for about... Powell. Well, this this Powell that I, I purchased Powell from you... I got truck, but I'm anti-Powell. I did, I did five Powells at one time. I had five front ends, chrome-plated. They were all in my office. Oh, my God. It yeah, was it looked like a work of art. I had them all powder-coated. Um, well, I remember going to your shop... And what was cool, I thought, about your shop, because I had seen it in somewhat of a rush situation when I was there for your event. It was almost like the registration area. You came in, you got your wristband, you had a chance to look yeah, around. Yeah, but yeah. but when I came up there, and I wanted, I wonder if it was after or prior to that when I bought some bikes from you. That was right before your first reunion. Yeah, I bought a couple of Sousa, or an Asusa yellow frame bike with a six and a half horsepower oh, that engine. that was a beautiful that bike. bike was fast. I went to a buddy of mine, Marcus. What's happening, Marcus? And then I... Uh, Purchased the raw toned Frioli, which you see behind you. And I think a third bike. A third bike was the Challenger, right? The, the recent Powell Challenger. No, I meant that day. Oh, that day? Yeah, there may have been another bike. There was, there was a truckload you of them. You know the story on that Azusa? No. The yellow uh, one? A contractor in the West Valley with a ton of money. I went over <laughs> to his house to pick it up. Oh, my God. He lived in the Taj Mahal. About <laughs> my age. I said, I said, so what's the story on the bike? He goes, I paid that guy, oh, here we go with the names, the guy up in Santa Clarita who puts bikes. How could you, put bikes how could you forget all what's his money. name? He even had a business card. Anyway, oh, he's, cat, cat, cat card? See, no, not that guy. Anyway, he charged him like $1,700 for oh. this Azusa. But, I mean, if you look at it, everything was chrome-plated. So I said, why did you do it? He goes, well, I have a six, I have a six-year-old grandson. Oh. Kill that kid. Why is it for sale? He goes, well... <laughs> it's way too much of a bike for a For as soon as I got it back, I took my grandson out. I said, come on, watch. We'll go for a ride, but watch. He goes, I started up. I sat on it. Hung, <laughs> really? Threw me over backwards. I whacked my head on the driveway. My wife came out and said, you're selling that bike. <laughs> so it's funny you say that. That same bike, when I bought it, I brought it home. I realized that, you know what? I've got too many of them. A buddy of mine was looking for one. He's a little bit bigger guy. He said, you know, this would be perfect. It's a six horsepower. It's like new. I fix it up a little bit. I um, the, I had a problem with the carburetor. I had to clean it out. So I was doing all that. I put it back together. And my neighbor next door, Zach Emanuel, comes outside. And, you know, I started up. He's he's captivated by it. He's never been on it. It's like, so well, take a ride on it. He gets on that mini bike and he, he hits the gas that they jumped up and spun around, shot him off. I run out there and all he really did is, you know, he uh, he scuffed up the front cover and he scuffed up his elbow a little yeah, bit I, I, and his pride. But it was like that thing was ready to kick somebody's ass whenever you started it. I'm glad I sold that friggin' thing to tell you the truth. But yeah, that was a cool little bike. So I, when I look back over the eight years, nine years now that I've been really, really involved. Two of the funniest stories involved exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. People wheeling over backwards because... Yeah. Well, it, it, but if you look at them, 
it's like, oh, this is easy, right? Then you, when you turn on that throttle, it's like, you better be ready for it. Because no, you know, they, then they forget where the brake is. That's usually the problem. They immediately lose their mind, and they don't know what to do to stop the thing. Um, so, so we survived all those, right? So after the fun days, I knew I couldn't do them anymore. So then I decided I should put on racing. So I started promoting races. I've promoted lots of mini bike races. And at first it was very successful, but I don't know. You can't get 10 people in Southern California to go race. I don't get what it is. 11 of them want to sue you, though, when they break their nail. That's the scary part. So I've been wanting to... Uh, I watched the Charles uh, podcast. And you guys started talking about roundy round mini bike racing. Yeah. And you agree. You couldn't remember any names. Thunderdome was everybody what we had talked knew, about. Everybody knew Edwin won a lot. Edwin's name came up. I don't know Edwin, and but Edwin yeah. did win a lot until... Um, don't forget his name. No, I won't. Until my friend RPM came along. RPM. He lives up in Oxnard. Do you Those know him, Ed? Yeah. Rob, yeah. Bob? His name is Rob. Rob, Rob okay. Rob, Rob? Rob is a very quiet, low-key guy. Very few people know him very your age? well. No, Little, your age. Okay, got it. Um... He's 59. Okay. He rides, he's an ex-bicycle racer, heads down bicycle racer. Four nights a week, he rides from Oxnard down to Neptune's Net and back, full pedaling. He, he's he's a machine. hard as a rock, he's in perfect shape, and he's an ex-flat track racer. So he decided he wanted to go mini bike racing, and he built a a righteous bike. In fact, he took it out to uh, Ontario, and who is that? I want to say, not, is that NR? No, it's the other guy. The mini bike go-kart shop. Who's that guy? Come out on. by uh, Fontana. I can't think of the name. NR, I think. No, or, it's... No, uh, that's back east. It's what's his name? The guy in Re, uh, Rialto. Come on, E. How could you forget Here what's we his go name? Again. And Rob had a stroker motor built. I thought you say Rob had a stroke. Jesus uh, Christ. I know what place he's talking about, too. What, Ed? Uh, <laughs> so you can't yeah, remember. I've been there before. They we'll take, think take of it. All right, so we got this super athlete flat um, tracker. He decides he wants to get into mini bike racing. So now. Rob, Rob's the only mini bike racer I ever met who on, when there weren't races, he went and practiced. Yeah. None of <laughs> so we put on a race out in San Bernardino uh, at the fairgrounds there. And Edwin, you know, we don't have cameras. Nobody knows for sure who won. You were Edwin, there, right? Edwin says he won. Rob says he won. Were you there? Oh, yeah. Well, who won? Well, you couldn't tell. Oh, bullshit. You get no, to, you couldn't. It's like if you... Look, here's the track. <laughs> yeah. Here's start, finish. We're all sitting here. You can't see. It was just like the cup race the other day. It was very... Or the bush race. Very hard to see who won. Anyway... All right. So who, who, like, do, you, who do you think won? I, I think Rob won. All right. I like Edwin a lot. Okay. Edwin's a great guy. I bought lots of bikes off of him, too. And we've had a lot of fun with Edwin, but God bless him. Nobody ever won a mini bike race again after that except Rob. So you're just, you're just wanting to give Rob a little yes. props, too. But Rob. I also want to tell a quick story about Rob. Sure. I wasn't there, but I've heard about it from Rob, and I've heard about it from other people. So Rob takes his bike to a mini bike race in Victorville at the fairgrounds. When you is know, this, Paul? Excuse me? Well, when is this? Rodney putting those on? 
God, what year are we talking? 12? 11? Just, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, not too Rod far. And he was putting those Rod, Rod had started to get that arranged, and then the guy who runs the track took over. So, Rodney with uh, the Mac Mini Bike Association, Rodney? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, that AKA Wyote. Okay. Anyway, so Rob goes out to that race. He did win the race, by the way. So, right before the race started, you know, you all wheel your bikes out. And um, Rob wasn't too used to his stroker. Most of the time, Rob would start his bike at the truck. He'd put it up on a box and get on it and start it, and the rear wheel could spin. Who cared? So he takes it out to the start-finish line, and it's finally time to start it. He straddles his bike. Oh, no, I guess he pulled it sitting on it. It's going to take. It starts up. <laughs> throttle goes crazy. Bike gets up in a wheelie with him on it, goes right across, right into the fence out there, he can pile it off the thing and fell on top of him. If you knew Rob, Rob does not like to be embarrassed. And this was heavy-duty embarrassment. But boy, was he fast. He was blinding fast. He would end up lapping like everybody but second and third. He's very fast. He stood up the whole time. Imagine on a mini bike. No, I, uh, how big of a guy was he? He's not a big guy. He's probably five eight five nine. And and the bikes fit him good, and man, was he fast. <laughs> well, there's a nice little uh, prop for him. Hey, we're going to take a quick little break on Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. We're going to come back with Evil Ed and Mini Bike Paul. I want to play a little name game with you guys a little bit later on. We'll oh, mention some I names. I no names. Yeah, well, I got a few of them, so we'll talk a little bit about that. I also want to take a second to uh, recognize, it seemed like everybody in my family had some birthdays, and... I got to get it done, you know? It's like I got a little bit of a voice. So the first thing I want to do is I want to recognize Gail, my sister-in-law. She's going to be 55 years old. She's uh-huh. been 55 for like 20 years, though. So oh. I don't know. Uh, and Big Bree, Big Bree, she's going to be 31. Damn, we're, get, we're all getting old. And then we had a new baby in the family, Emma Rose, 4 pounds, 15 ounces, born July 3rd. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, a lot of good stuff there. So we mentioned that. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back after this short little break. Thanks for watching. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. It's podcast number seven with Mini Bike Paul, the original OG of our mini bike world. We're here riding shotgun with Evil Ed. We just took a little bit of a break. Paul, what do you think about these podcasts? I love them. What is it about it that you like? Just can you kind of like listen well, in? You know, like you get to I listen love in the on. hobby. I love the bikes. I know most of the guys that you've been doing this with. He loves me. I love the stories. Oh, sure, he loves he you. He loves me. And <laughs> thanks, Dad. I get to see the one and only genuine mini bike celebrity. He is. He is. In fact, that's what we have um, to just continue to run with the original, authentic mini bike celebrity. That would know, be that. If you're a mini biker, <laughs> if you're a mini biker, there aren't that many things where you can go share it. 
Um, OMB has sort of become an East Coast thing. The West Coasters have sort of backed out of it completely now. Um, so the podcasts are a real connection with with something that I love. I mean, I really like this mini bike thing. Let me tell you, if you've been to my shop, which you have, I have all my best bikes up on that table. Yeah, you have them on display. So I'm telling you, I work there every day, right? Yeah, what a nice I environment. I go out there. Me too, look around. You know, I, like I bet two, three times a week, I go out in the shop to look at the bikes. Yeah. That's all. Um, How about being Taco Bill? Where he's got every one of these tacos. Imagine when he... Plus, he's got all those other cool cars and vehicles. But yeah, imagine him rolling out there every day. Now, I know he's got his work and everything, but what a great Every time view. I look at my Taco 100, I grin like a little kid. Yeah. I love my M. And you've had $100,000 race cars. And you've had million-dollar motorhomes. And, and, you know, you... Granted, that's a special day, too, but not like that fucking mini bike, right? It is funny, isn't it? Yeah, you are. I sailed around the world on a sailboat. And I'm just as happy going out and looking at, you know, I have the oldest Powell known to exist based on the serial number, period. And it's got the original engine based on the wow. serial number. I mean, every time I look at that thing. So your I, own little Smithsonian. For, you know, it's like you've got your own little memories. I love it. I've got that Scat Kitty. I mean. Oh, the Scat Kitty brought that to the show, didn't you? Every time you look at that Scat Kitty, you got to say to yourself, Whoever could have dreamt that up and built it, that's incredible. Wait till the American Picker dudes uh, roll up uh, Camarillo and stop by your place, right? Um, just yeah. about a year ago, I bought a uh, Rupp Black Widow, the one that that uh, Tommy Props always had. The first time I ever went over to Tommy Props, it was the first bike I saw. He used to keep it in front of his rat rod. And you got that bike? And I finally, well, it went through guardrail Dave, and then I got it. I've been keeping an eye out. Uh, I've got a pal over there at the 10 Network, the uh, the guys who produce Roadkill and Motor Trend. It's a really cool guy, Jason Rice. And he has been looking for a Black Widow, so I've been looking out for him. And they're, well, they're a couple is, grand minimum when they're worth buying. This is the ultimate. It's what, got a stretched aluminum swing arm. What year? Eddie, 70? Somewhere around Yeah, there. 70, 71. It's got a stretched swing arm with a real shock absorber. Those were five horsepower, weren't they? And the tilted... Well, I, no, no, I this has got an animal, hell. Oh, well, this fuck, is, if Guardrail Dave got it, it's got yeah. an animal in it, sure. I think, Tommy I think props it's Tommy it. Props. Oh, that. okay. And you know what else it has? What? A California off-road sticker. Oh, so there you go. Current. Yeah, so you can go out to El Mirage here. That's right. You went out there. There's some photos of us out there on the bikes back in the I've day. I've had bikes out to El Mirage, and as you know, Nick... Neck has had bikes out there a lot. Well, you know, you're bringing up some names, and I wanted to get into that. I, I mentioned during the break I want to do a little bit of a name game. Before we start with anybody else, because I do want to get to Nick, um, is go back to you meeting Evil Ed for the first time. I know you had ha heard some fanfare about OMB, and you either saw his bikes or saw images. He was a mini-bike Paul when I met him. Who was he? He was the dude? Mangster Paul. Mangster Paul. Oh. I, I had the ultimate... Uh, uh, Mangster, uh, Myers Mangster, yeah, sure. Full length wheelbase. I pumped way too much money into that car, but it was street legal. So that's where he got his notoriety with your click, Ed. Is that no? He was asking, was it about some mini bikes? I was just, yeah, yeah. So tell the story. How did you meet him on OMB? Okay, so, so you're local, and when you guys got together. 
God. I have no idea the first time. I think he asked me a question, or Tommy wanted me to ask answer him or, or something. In those days, whoever you went to, if you talked about a bonanza, see, I bought a bonanza early on. I didn't know what I was doing. I ended up down in L.A. somewhere with these guys, and I bought like... <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't at night. <laughs> I bought like the ultimate bonanza 1410. The no, you bought the fifteen hundred first with one. the one the orange one. Yeah, with the with the with the Hadassah one hundred. And it turns out he no 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 this, that's a thirteen hundred. Thirteen. He had done some work on it. He knew the bike inside out. So through a friend. The other friend thing about Ed, as soon as I met him, I found out. I don't even know if you know this. Do you know about his hot rod background? Yeah, we talked about that in the okay. show. Yeah, he has built some incredible cars. He's not Incredible done. Incredible stuff. He ain't done. Well, I mean, I don't know. He had a chop Merc, and yeah. he had that Chevy that's now over in Europe. Yeah. Sweden. Sweden. Had a Grand Prix that went to Sweden. Ed was an easy guy. The minute I met him, I knew I wanted to be friends. You know what I'm saying? All right, so you you, you heard about Ed because he had done some of the work on a, on, a, on a Bonanza that you had bought. You see all these guys on OMB. So then you talk to Tommy Props, and every other question, he goes, oh, well, evil up. So he became the source. And then you meet Guardrail Dave, and you say, God, Dave, that bike is beautiful. How did it get painted like that? Well, evil Ed. So I knew yeah, this was something I had to get to know. Um, I wonder what the first engine you did for the, me was. The Taco 100. Oh, you did my Taco. So Tommy Props calls me up one day. Okay. He goes, how would you like the most original and most complete Taco 100 in America? How much? <laughs> I'll take it. And I bought it. Brought it home. And the engine, I decided, I was pretty early on, that if I'm going to restore this bike, I'm going to really do this right. I want to say something, by the way. For me... The ultimate icon of mini biking is a Taco 100. If you look, I don't up, think many people would disagree with that. I think if that, you go into the encyclopedia, if there is such a thing anymore, they'll show and that. And you look up mini bike, there should be a picture of a Taco. No, 100. actually, I correct myself. When you do that, because I've done that, you'll see Ed. <laughs> yeah, go. you won't see the Taco 100. So I gave Ed that motor, and I said, "Do me a favor, make it perfect on the inside." Then make it perfect on the outside. Well, I don't know if you've ever had any. We went to I took it to that go kart place. <laughs> had him board to Nashes. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had Ed do an engine for you or not. Ed, they are so incredible. So he did that engine for me, and then I bought the the twins from Guardrail Dave, Taco Twenty Twos, two of them, and Ed had done those. And then he did, you did the whole bike, Ed? Yeah. Ed did at least three Powells for me. He did that little bitty engine. He did the Scat Kitty engine. Did you he ever did, have one of those little Petros or one of those big bears, small, small bikes? I see Temecula I Bob's. I own two of them. I own two bikes that are so tiny you could put them in that coffee oh, yeah. cup. I, I, would like to, um, I would like to go on that list. I seem to be collecting somewhat of a reputation for small stuff, whether it's trailers or like those electric well, cars. Well, I've got two bikes you'd kill for. All right, great. So I, I don't want to kill you. I just want to maim you. So when one of them becomes available, give us a call. So you you met Ed through the traditional way many folks do because he just he keeps popping up. 
He's like that game at the fucking amusement park. You hit the head and the other well, one pops up, see, right? You, once you, I knew Ed and Guardrail and Edwin and Neck, yep. I would call them and say, hey, how would you guys Saturday? Let's all meet at Big Boy. And they would all say yes. So you're kind of like the, the cheerleader, so to speak. Or the, well, yeah, good. Because I'm I, I, the reason why I'm bringing this up is that as I see what I'm doing, I'm following some of the things that you had already really established, had, Paul. And, and it's, it's kind of cool, you know? I don't know if he remembers, but... We had some incredible fun times. I remember one day, we all went over to Edwin's house, and we did the same thing you do at Tommy Pop. Edwin started bringing bikes out, and we all rode them up and down the street. <laughs> uh, that kind of stuff, it's so cool. I mean, Did I've you done... make it to my house when we were riding around? Yeah, the they used yeah. to race around his, well, his house. Remember they had that episode, that, that television show, where they showed the yeah, evil head Grand Prix. The evil head Grand Prix. Yeah, Wyote high-sided, if I remember right, coming <laughs> out. So we talked about Ed. Uh, we talked about uh, Guardrail Dave. Uh, a guy that you always um, <laughs> seem to have alongside you is Neck. Well, What's Neck's name? Cliff. Cliff Judge. Cliff Judge. CJ. CJ. Um, how do you get the, the name Neck? How do, how do you get the nickname Neck? If you ask most people, they either tell you they don't know or they would say, have you ever seen Have you ever seen Cliff? No. He's huge. His neck's that big. But that isn't why he's Neck. Okay, why? why? He, worked, um, <laughs> he worked at the city of Pasadena and he had a really unpleasant boss who eventually got fired. And that boss, I think to piss him off, used to call him Redneck. And so all the other guys started calling him Neck. Got it. So when you go on OMB, you need a nickname. Sure. So I don't know if you know about this. Very few people do. <laughs> Cliff is a small engine super expert. If you go to his house, his garage, he's got so many small engines, you can't believe it. Have you been there, Ed? Once. Where's Years he ago. Uh, more part. Oh, okay. Years ago. He was online messing around like we all do. Who knows what he was searching. And all of a sudden, boom, this oldminibikes.com pops up. It's got five members. Five. Wow. He's so he joined. He is number six. Yeah, he joined in 06, and I yeah. found out about it in 07. I found out about it late. Uh, and I, it had to be at the time I was trying to kick off the event and received what I would call a, a dismal uh, response. And it was probably yeah. largely by the way that I, if I look back, some of my posts. But I thought it was, I didn't realize, no. you know, like anything else, it was a little bit of a club, right? You, you know, you couldn't just pop up. And so, um, although OMB was a, a very reliable source for me, because I, I used to love going to the classified sections, and I used to love seeing what was for sale. But in terms of the dialogue you got back from people, you know, most of it was negative shit, and a lot of it was protective and kind of like. So I, I, I bounced in and, and out of there. You're hostile. What do you mean? Well, I haven't yeah, been on it, it late. Get hostile. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been on and it lately. And the real problem is. Yeah. The guy who runs the zoo likes all that unpleasantness. Well, it builds traffic, and we're adults, so that if we see something, well, whether it's something that we receive or something that we post. You know, you're adults. You, you got to deal with it. Sometimes people go nuts over an exclamation no, no, point. But you know, this has gone. It went way too far. Well, too bad because um, people will not be as interested in going to those sites if they become that. 
that well, way, right? It so, became a East Coast clickish thing. Yeah. And I guess that's where it's at. I I never I haven't been on OMB for a year, maybe longer. Well, um, the, the, we were always hoping you would start a West Coast OMB, but well, hey, life hasn't happened. Life uh, is hopefully going to be a little bit longer. You never know what can happen. Uh, <clears throat> Charles Mini Drag Bike. Not only has he been one of our most popular guests, uh, although I'm always fond of Evil Ed, but Charles Charles is Charles owns his place within this community, and and he's making some things happen. When did you first meet? Mini drag bike, Charles Mosley. Pretty early on, again, you know, I would look at the city, and there he was, L.A., and um, I started following the drag race thread, all 3,000 pages or whatever yeah. it was. The L.A. thread? Is that yeah, yeah, the L.A. drag spot. And then finally, I went to the Compton, to the drags. and uh, When? Oh my gosh! What year were you racing? Oh, is that where I lost my helmet? Yeah, <laughs> at the finish line. The first time I ever go out we there, we had the helmet on Ed. Ed had a very fast drag bike. I guess you know that. I think we talked about that with D. Yeah, it was very time. fast. Um, Not as fast as he so said, but I had, I had hundred. <laughs> I was out there maybe for a half hour, and here comes Ed. You know, he's probably going, what, 70? Beard part 75, in the middle? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With and me on it, yeah. Right after he passes us, his head flies off. Oh, my no, his, God, his helmet. <laughs> I tell you, it was unbelievable it was at first. Flew off. His helmet flew off. Somehow, but, you know, sometimes you get, loose. you get so excited to race, you put the helmet on, you forget to put the strap if on. If I had the strap on, it worked its way loose. You were going pretty fast then, Eddie. It was extremely scary for about the first two Not seconds. Not to mention you're on the street and there's cars and everything else, yeah. right? That whole drag race thing scared the living hell out of me. Yeah. I went to it about four times. That was it. And... Um, I used to call Charles a lot because I was building engines and having you engines So you're, you're a customer, right? And then I told you, I finally called him one day and I said, I want a three-inch motor. So he said, go out and buy a Honda and bring it to me, I'll build you one. So I went out, I bought a Honda 6.5, gave it to him, and... Um, Life changed. <laughs> and he built me a three-inch motor. It's got a 28 Makuni on it. I mean, this is a pretty serious motor. And you've yet to put that into anything, or you just uh, kind of wait for some? I've only had it three years, four years, so I mean, you know. It's about time, right? <laughs> yeah, we keep threatening. It's, it's funny that you, you, you've done that, because I, too, have fallen into motors, where you then have to go find a bike. And now it's, as I look around, I don't have a lot of empty frames. I think I have that one empty frame, but most of them have engines in there. And I'm also collecting some of them. Like, I, I just pulled this three and a half horsepower out of that. In fact, this is the bike that I got from you, the Raw Tone, and I put that Predator in there. It's like, well, somebody could probably use that three and a half, and it's in great shape. It's like, but I'm not going to sell the thing for what, 100 bucks or 150 bucks? Well, yeah, see, I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to keep them. I'm keeping them. I'm keeping all these Briggs and Tecumsehs. Well, you ought to see my garage or my shop. Oh, my God. Well, I, I just found out from uh, Brian over at, uh, excuse me, Frank at F&B. I bought that, uh, that uh, IC five horsepower flathead. With it's never been run. I bought it from James in uh, Chuck, or excuse me, Jake Moe's building it, and um, F and B is going to craft a, a pipe for me. But he doesn't have a five horsepower block to build the exhaust from. So I'm looking for one, and I'm also looking for a five horsepower to go into the Powell that I bought yeah. from you. A five horsepower what? A, a Briggs in both cases. One of them is that IC. 
Well, I know who somebody has piles of the Mac. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking for, like, in the case of uh, the ICI, I found a new one. I'll pull trail horse and sell it to you. Good. So we'll have to talk. But I, I had a new one. Actually, I bought from James. You know, the first time I ever went over to Tommy Prop's house, Yeah. I was looking at his stuff, and I go, man, what I love that bike. He goes, let me teach you about mini bikes. If you're patient, you can own any mini bike you want. Because they always end up for sale. And in California, where there were not only quite a few of them, they were in pretty good shape. We had the cream of the crop. <clears throat> but I mean, like him, I never thought he'd part with any of his bikes. Well, so now I own a few of them. Yeah. Uh, I think it's timing. And you've never really advertised your bikes. The only reason why I've gotten my hands on any of your bikes is because I kind of aggressively asked. Yeah. like I, And it would be the same thing with me. I've intermittently, just to spark shit up. I have like a collage photo of all my bikes. I'll put it on Craigslist. Bikes for sale. I don't want to sell fucking one of them. I just want to hear what people think they're worth, or I want to get a lead, or I want to get a name for my mini bike show. So I'll I'll cast every once in a while just to see what's out there. But when you look on Craigslist now, and even eBay, uh, I I talk to everybody and say, look, get involved. They're, they're so cool. They're so easy to get into. Get involved. But if if you look what's out there now, it's the same old shit on eBay. So I go out to my shop one day not long ago, and I'm thinking, I need some damn room out here. I'm going to sell some bikes. Enough's enough. I've been staring at these things. So I start looking at them. Well, I'm not going to sell that one. <laughs> I'm not going to sell that one. Maybe I'm one. I'm not going to sell that one. Yeah, maybe so one. So pretty much I have two bikes that maybe I would sell. One of my race bikes, because my son-in-law, who is a fantastic coordinated athlete, he rides a 450 Yamaha out in the desert, fast as can be, never falls. He wants that bike? and he's No, get... just the opposite. Every time he gets on a mini bike, he gets slapped down on the ground. And finally, it happened twice in one day, and he went, that's it, Paul. I'm never getting on another mini bike. Yeah, so you want to get so that So I've on got that... his race bike. that, And then I've got, I offered it to you once. I have a, a bad dog, you know. Yes, those big bikes. With an airplane sidecar, totally themed, propeller, gauges, stars and stripes. It's an airplane. It's I, I wanted that just to have for an attraction. Yeah. Uh, but I also had a, remember the uh, golf cart or the go-kart? The yeah, purple go-kart? Yeah, one that was right there. Uh, I don't have the room for all these cool little... Well, that's a trouble. Attractions. And my sidecar bike takes a lot of room. And like, I'd love to get it and hoist it up in the air and put it somewhere. It's a cool bike. I did a, I did a hell of a job. It's got an electric start. Here's what I'd like you to do: bring it, um, uh, and I'd love to see that stretched uh, Powell as well at the show. Uh, as you'd many, like to ride the stretched Powell. It's fabulous. I need a seat for a Powell too. Uh, but before I get to my wish list, so we talked about Nick. An, another um, crop of folks that are going to be coming up on the podcast include guys like uh, Taco Bill. He'll be joining us, uh, Tim. From Iski, small engines. And while I'm at it, and I want to get into this too, is your cool water transfer decals, which these are the ones I remember getting them in the water and kind of pulling them off and then sliding those things and always fucking them up. That's what I remember. So I always had to buy two or three of them. But you still make these available, those water transfer decals. So I want to get on that. But um, we talked about a couple other guys. Taco Bill's going to be on the show, and he's got that huge collection of of tacos and he's one of our newest inductees into the mini bike hall of fame which i thought was really appropriate so he'll be joining us on the show we have um kevin from steady garage kevin's into the groms 
you know, you mentioned the Grom to load it up in your truck. Well, those Groms are the modern day mini bikes to some degree. They're, they're like mini motorcycles. And Kevin is rocking that world. He has a place called Steady Garage where they're totally taking these bikes to the next level. And he's going to give us a perspective on mini bikes in 2016. And, and it's really kind of insane what they're doing with some of those bikes. We also have uh, coming up on the show, uh, Sean Reed, uh, Papa Smurf. And Sean is an example of one of the guys just living in the mini bike world. He buys bikes, he builds them, he modifies them, he collects them. He consults folks who have questions about him. He's like the guy. I think he's out there in Palmdale or Lancaster Palmdale, out there. Lancaster, yeah, yeah and I, I couldn't help but see all his posts. And it's daily and it's constant. And he's always got a fleet of bikes. And he's always doing it. So this is a guy that every day is living the mini bike world. And I thought he would be really cool to have on. Because you, you wonder really what... And he's, he's an adult. He's a grown man. He's got kids. But these mini bikes just drive him daily. So I want to find out what's going on with him. So we, we got a couple of those guys coming up. I think we're finished up with the name game. Paul, tell us a little bit about the water transfer decals. I know that you have a successful publishing business where you have magazines talking about home remodeling. So you've been in the publishing world for a long, long time. This is something that you do on the side. Talk a little bit about that. A couple of, uh, of real hardcore guys got hold of me and said, we need water transfer decals. When I redid my scat kitty, I needed that decal. So I called Diversify uh, Projects Unlimited in Dayton, Ohio. They're still in business, but they have no decals and then no intention to ever do them again. And no original artwork for this, despite the fact Nothing. that they printed? So I got hold of the owner at home one night. He, he has 500 employees. And you got him at home? I got him at home. Love it. Good effort, man. And uh, he answered the phone. I said, my name is Paul Weiner. I live in California. And I arguably have the cherriest scat kitty on the face of the earth. He goes, Paul, it's at 11 best, <laughs> you have the second best. What do you have? He goes, I have a brand new one with a sidecar still in the box. I didn't miss a beat. I said, good. I'll give you my name and address. Put it on that box. Ship it out here. So I said, I want to duplicate your decal. Do you care? He goes, care? Uh, give me your contact info. We'll turn people on to you. So I got my graphic artist at the magazine to do this. This is your graphic artist for the Home Remodeling Magazine? Yes. Great. What was his name? Or her his name, name is Larry. Good job, Larry. Great guy. <laughs> we got hold of... Uh, uh, I had an old one you could sort of see. We photographed it. Anyway, he did this, and you can't see it, but we also... This is the script. Got it. Scat Kitty. Okay. So I put him on OMB, and the whole world now knew. Uh, I found a guy who has a machine his dad bought in the 30s. And uh, he still keeps it going. So, so that, that was your first venture? You got the Scat Kitty? And yeah. then what led to the other, obviously? And then the it led to these. Doing the artwork on these was, I won't bore you, but what a story that is. Anyway, that's how they happened. I advertised them on eBay. It isn't what I do for a living. I keep an enormous inventory of them. Did the folks from Briggs or Tecumseh ever break your ball and say, hey, what are you doing using our uh, little uh, trademarks here selling decals? Is that ever an issue for you legally? Where I looked into that because I come from a family of lawyers. Yeah, so I asked the question. Um, 
for reasons that I don't understand, they don't care. Good, good enough, right? Good enough for an entrepreneur. Is, That's good enough news for me, right? The fact is, there's a, a number of people that have ripped these off in vinyl for years. Got it. But they're horrible. I'll tell you what the big deal is about mine. If you're, if you look at these, th these were all handset type. Got it. So okay? Using the same font, so, the correct font. The so correct if size. you look. The spacing is completely goofball because the originals were like that. We took six months and made sure it? that every letter, the spacing was So if there like was the three original. spaces off between words and the original unit? Whatever it was, wow. we kept dicking with it till we Why got do you it right. think they did that? Why wasn't it? Because they didn't have computers. Everything was handset time. Oh, no shit. Well, there's some lazy bastards putting three spaces in between words, though, right? Oh, it's, like, it's not even three spaces. It's just <laughs> a little too much I would have space. never have realized that. Um, but the rest of them look just exactly like they did back in the day, That's especially right. the bronze they ones. Are. Yeah. Well, So now you've got here. these decals, and you're telling people about them on OMB? Well, yeah, that was and on. And, but I'll tell you something. The majority of these that I've sold, the overwhelming majority was eBay. Oh, sure. And the shocking part about the eBay deal is, I'd say three out of every five people that I've ever talked to, because I try to talk to a lot of them, I like to, I just enjoy yeah. it, never heard of OMB. There are so many mini bikers out there. That don't even know, yeah. That don't even know about it. It shouldn't be a surprise, though, because there were 200 manufacturers of these bikes back in the days, and you think about that. 200 manufacturers had to lead to millions of bikes. Not to mention the Chinese bikes, who I don't really kind of put into that well, equation. Well, I don't want to mislead anybody. It's not like I'm shipping out 20 orders a day. Nothing like that. Yeah, I get it. They peter in slowly. I'll go a week without anything, and then Some maybe I'll cannon. have a few one week. Yeah. I've noticed that when the winter hits, all the East Coast guys start buying stuff. Well, they go to the cave. Well, that's right. They, they go to the right, cave. It's, it's nighttime. They're freezing yeah. their ass off. They they, they, they get a yeah. chance to put the kids to bed. They go do their little deal, have a little that's drink, right. have a little token, start Most their of bikes. these I sell go back east. Yeah. I'd say 80%. So what's the big difference between the traditional peel back and then the water transfer decals? Well, the peel back is a sticky back vinyl. Mm-hmm. It absolutely has nothing to do with what they did in the day. And you don't get to move them around. Really. You kind of want it done sometimes with those. The guys who sell them aren't hobbyists like I am, and, and they aren't very accurate. When you hold them up next to an original, they're different. They aren't very good. They, they throw the artwork together. You know, they don't beat it to death like we did. But the main thing is, this is silkscreen. Do you know that? Yeah, didn't realize. Okay. okay. Where the vinyl is just digitally printed, I think. It's not silkscreen. So they are different. They are oh, unique. Oh, completely. Well, it doesn't surprise me, Paul, because you seem like one of the guys, if you're going to get into something, you're going to try to do it the best you can. I don't know what your mom used to say to you, but mine used to say, if you're going to do something, do it right. Yeah, you, you have. And um, I, I did... I did want to take a moment to recognize you, and it's nice to have you on the show because in my mind, uh, and let's face it, uh, it isn't ex exactly like we saw things eye to eye out of the box on a lot of things too, but we, it, despite that, we have a lot of things in common. I really thought you'd get excited about maybe teaming up and doing a reunion with Fun Day, but obviously you didn't like that idea from the get-go, and I understand. You wanted your own identity, and that's cool, 
And I love your event. I support your event. You certainly do. I appreciate your event. I wish it lasted all day. I hate that I have to go home so early. But... Yeah, I find it a little bit tough in California where yeah, on the same day you can do so many things. Joe, I've got so much time invested in trying to find the right place to do it, and I've never been able to find it. Well, I had to just, uh, I think, for the for the sheer fact that it was going to cost too much and there was going to be a lot of risk, I had to just be content with the fact that I just have a show. I have a static show. Uh, if I'd love to ride. was still in existence... That would have been a good place to do it. Like, I could do it at Ventura Raceway, but who in the hell is going to drive out to Ventura? I don't think what our guys want is necessarily to try to go 100 miles an hour down a drag ship or race around an oval. I think what they want is what you guys experienced when you got the fever when you went back to Winbur, which is they just want to ride. Well, that's what I mean. If it, I did... That's why like, your place, Camarillo, with the asphalt, because we had a, a nice strip of asphalt, but then the guys with the bigger bikes with the bigger tires and had gears... For them to be able to ride in the dirt, you know, I know it fucked up the raspberries, but man, that was like, that was great. And you roll in and now you park and some guys had their club and all the cat guys were together. Yeah, I remember we had all the cat guys. You had all the elements. That was so cool. So so part of of what, what I didn't want to give up is that just like what you had created and that unique, cool backdrop that you had found, I too wanted that. And just probably like you, you probably could have had a partner or two. I wanted to try it like myself. I'm a hard-headed Italian, and and, and God damn it, I'm gonna I'm gonna no ride problem. this thing. So so the fact that you know I, I mentioned this before, it's fine to have a a, a a a couple words with somebody. You know, we're adults. You get through that, and we've done that. I like to think that I can confide in you, and you've been a good source for information. Um, I I steal a few cues from you. You, you hopefully you see some of those when you're at my event, and maybe I'm doing some of the things that maybe you too wanted to do at your event that I'm I'm seeing. So hopefully through the event you see a little bit of what you started, because I, I'm telling you, brother, that I I, I took a little bit of you what you created. You do a lot of things. Look, you're a professional PR guy. You do a lot of things way better than I ever did them. I mean, because I was an amateur doing the best I could. But I sure as hell didn't print those cool things that you've got. <laughs> we you know talked I mean? about those. You do a very nice job. So I'll tell you about you in the beginning. When you interviewed Charles on number five, I guess that was, or whatever, four. Okay. He was laughing, and he said to you, I remember when you first announced your reunion, and I was saying to everybody, how can you have a reunion when you've never met the first time? And he and I used to talk on the phone and laugh about that. Well, we, we laughed about it, too. And, and I don't know if you heard it, but the second show, I said, you know, the last show was interesting because Charles brought that up. And just to make it clear, it's like I didn't offer it as if it was a reunion for me and all you Southern California mini bikers. I never, I, I didn't know you. My, my uh, reasoning behind the reunion was that anybody that was into mini bikes... This was your reunion. This was your chance to come back in there. So it wasn't it wasn't focused specifically at a group. Whatever whatever folks thought, the one thing I can say is whether you thought about it and laughed about it, it's like, what do you mean reunion? We don't even know this guy, right? You came. You came. We and came, so, I, so I, had, I had the chance to be that the guy. The truth is, you were on probation for a year. Oh, okay. I, bet, we, I thought it was longer. Because we didn't know who the hell you were. Yeah. Who was this upstart? And now he's doing a Hall of Fame. What the hell is oh, that? Oh, I got a lot of shit for that. Yeah. Jesus Christ, who are you? And I said, well, 
And I stole that. You see the board, the SEMA board behind there? I, I have had the luxury of working with these guys for a long time, and they have a SEMA Hall of Fame. Uh, there's, a, there's an example of a gentleman, Dick Day. He's the guy who hired me from the SEMA Hall of Fame. This yeah, ha- didn't he publish? Wasn't he he certainly was. He was a big part of Carcraft and yeah, Hot Rod. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. he was a great illustrator as well. He ran yeah. that company. Make no mistake about it. There, there, there was no one like Dick Day. Um, he, um, he was a part of the SEMA Hall of Fame, which was something that I got to be a part of because they asked me to do some of the um, IMC it. Right there. Hey, Paul, where can they get these decals? If, if folks are interested in getting some of these decals, call me. Okay, so back to the Hall of oh, Fame. Oh, you mean how? Yeah, how do they get them? They go to www.minibikepaul.com, and my you, website. And you'll answer the phone, I, I'm sure. If and you... I put my phone number everywhere. It's 805-889-1932. I love when guys call me. I love to talk minibikes. It's around the same year you were born. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, the Hall of Fame, when I, when I first announced the Hall of Fame, and I took that cue from SEMA. It was because I, I realized that, you know what? You can do a lot of things within the industry, but when you finally sit down and put a spotlight on some guy in front of hundreds or thousands of his peers, that's a, that's a life moment for that person. And I, I, I saw how that resonated. So it was very simple to do that for me. Um, as I look back at my picks, I, I did pretty well, maybe with the exception of one or two. But... What I've got established. What's the exception? What, 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 there's only five of them in there. Who's he talking about? <laughs> no, my point is that <laughs> is, is that there there are a lot of other folks much more qualified than me to be able to to view the landscape and figure out who it is. But the fact is, is that anybody had that same opportunity to what start a hall of fame or, or induct somebody, I did it. Everybody talked about it, but I did it. And it's you know so what? On a nice Jake. path. There's one guy who could have controlled everything and gave it away. And he's, I mean, you know who I'm talking about. Well, look, yeah, but, you know, again, we're adults. We get to choose who we hang out with, who we do business with. But, I mean, he could have, he should have done a Hall of Fame, right? It would have been national. Well, look, we've got a little one here, and it's it's regional. Whatever. Um, You know, this weekend, I don't know what you guys did minibike-wise, but I I got to work on my little uh, raw tone from you. Ed, you got that Powell back there. What are you working on now? You got a couple things going, or... Painting two gas tanks. Um, got to get your pal thrown in there. Yeah, we got time on that. It's not till the uh, SEMA show. Your your bike, your Powell, you'll, you'll be on happy my to know. Temecula Bob bike. Oh, the one that you picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, work, that's been a while, work, right? Working on some golf cart. Your Powell will be um, on display at the SEMA show this year. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I need I need to get this golf cart painted. What kind of golf cart is it? Oh. It's a little car golf cart. Small? It's like a 1982 Chrysler LeBaron or something. or something. That's a car. Yeah. Oh, so you got the but golf cart. It's got a golf body cart. on it. It's With the Ricardo Baltimore Corinthian leather? bodies on this golf <laughs> no cart. Shit. Um, well, I just, I, I got back into it. You know, I, I went over to Campbell Automotive, one of the sponsors of the events, and I pulled that big, I'm, I'm surprised I don't maim myself every time I go over there. You have to pull down this big, stair contraption built out of metal in the 20s and climb up like 20 stairs and bring down these mini bikes and I went up there and I used to have it full with mini bikes and now I went up there it was only three Ooh. there was my my uh, my rigid frame bonanza there was an art uh, Alexander Reynolds little small bike and there was the Frioli and I said well shit let me grab that 
raw tone and I started dicking around with it and it was actually pretty cool. What I realized though is my days of pull starting are over. I have a torn labrum and I spent that afternoon out here firing that up and the end of the afternoon I was sore as a bastard and it wasn't because I'm that old because I'm only 56 but I, this this whole pulling. You know I put electric starts on got anything it. I ride. Well as you look around I've got kickstarters on them. I'm, I'm going electric and I'm going kickstarter because I paid the price. It's bad enough when you work on the mini bikes that your hands throb uh, but so, so I, I, I tore myself up. That's the only thing that paused me for a couple days, but I got to get going on that one. I've got Jake Moe, who is hopefully going to return that Frankenstein bike, which mm-hmm. I think is getting pretty popular with. I don't know if they had the results for that OMB build off, but he entered that bike in the open class and he was doing pretty well. I could care less about that. I just want to get my hands on that bike because we're going to bring that bike to the Roadkill event in Pontiac, Michigan on August the 19th, where we're going to be drag racing on the streets. And that mini bike is going to be seen by millions of folks, and it's going to give our mini bike hobby a big kick in the ass. And with any luck, it'll make its way into an upcoming issue of Roadkill, or if we're lucky, an upcoming episode of Roadkill. You may notice the banner uh, donning uh, the Roadkill guys, uh, David and Finnegan. As you know, I've been helping these guys sell some ads and make some things happen. It's been um, it's been working. we got great sponsors, Pioneer, CRC, a bunch of other folks, so thank you for that. Keep a part of Roadkill because we're hoping to have David Freiberger, who you mentioned you'd like to meet. We're hoping to having him as a guest soon. Um, Paul, as we wrap up, uh, again, thank you. Thank you for, you know, you really did start a lot of currently what's what's just trying to keep going. And, and my examples are the event particularly. You started a lot of that with your fun day and... Um, you also started by getting the guys together. You know, you kind of you, you got the huddle up. So, I'm going to do what I can to not screw that up, so to speak. You know, well, so far you're doing great. Yeah, well, life's long. I wish long. you could do it twice a year, but hey. Well, I almost paused this year because it, those of you who have attended the event, I've I graduated it from August to later in August to then September, and even in September it was really hot. And then I thought, you know, the time to do this is really April, May. Where it's not too, too, and and then I said, well, if I did that, I'd have to have an event in November and then come right back in April, and and although it's a lot of fun, when you're done with that event, <clears throat> and you put that garage door down, and you put all those mats away, and you put all the banners away, it ain't like you want to do it six months later because that comes quick. So I didn't want to pause a whole year, because then people's like, well, shit, you didn't do an event. That's just the beginning of bullshit. People See, start talking. So I didn't want to do that. So I, I wanted to move it from. Late in the year to early in the year. But I realized I have to do two events in six months to When do I thought Fun Day was going to be an every year event, I even said to you back then, I wish you would do yours in April and I'll do Fun Day in September. But I think I'd already announced the dates. I pulled, yeah, and then I yeah. pulled the plug on yeah. Fun Day. And then it didn't really I, matter and, when you were. Yeah, so I, you're October 1st this time, right? I am. October 1st. We're at the same spot, CV Park, here in beautiful La Crescenta. And I've heard a little bit about that, too. It's like, hey, Joe, look, I like what you're doing. I've been to every one of your shows. You should do it down in Orange County. Like, if you do it in Orange County, I know you'd get, hey, Joe, there's this big event in Texas. Hey, Joe, we've got this Vegas event. Yeah, right. You know, and I always thought, like, I could do mini bike show in a box. I can get a semi. I can load huh. up the bikes. I can get the signage. I could do the burnout contest. You could do a dyno. But I want to stay in La Crescenta. There's a reason why I'm doing it here. This is where I live. It's the, the park is like a block from my house. People sleep in my house. They wake up in 20 minutes. 
they're they're at the park working. I I'm not doing this. Well, it obviously hasn't been an obstacle because a lot of people show up. Well, so yeah. Well, look, thank you because we're we're hoping that it grows, and at some point, um, I'll either outgrow that park. <coughs> the park will outgrow me. Look, at I was very skeptical about you in the beginning. After the first one, I don't remember the exact conversations. You know, every time you have one, a bunch of us end up at Big Boy afterwards. That's the only good thing about you breaking early, is that we all get to go out to lunch together. And so I know after the first one, I said, yeah, that's great, but let's see if he ever does this again. So you've done it again and again. And so now it's a real part of mini biking. I mean, if you're a if you're a Southern California mini bike guy and you don't go to Joe's reunion, where do you go? There isn't anything else. Well, I always say if someone else wanted to do one, like D was here and D wants to do a, a get together, it's like more power to you. And I'm even getting some um, folks that are asking about podcasts. Hey, how do you do a podcast? Like, hey, we like your podcast. Hey, yours sucks. We're gonna do our own. It's like I hope that whatever we do, whether it's an event. Whether it's the podcast, whether it's a website, shit. I always thought there'd be a place for a quarterly magazine just on mini bikes. Well, you know, I so there's a lot of things you can do, and I don't want to be the guy that has to try to do them all. I a encourage anybody to now, do those. It'll probably be a little harder for you to come up with a podcast subject every time. So one of the ones I would love to see you do, I'd like to see a roundtable with all the all the 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 players, maybe. Half a dozen guys kicking it around. I don't sit in a circle. Do you remember they used to have that? Well, <laughs> what was the show with the guys with the boats? Uh, the deep sea fishing guys. Uh, it was, it's, it's still very popular. The biggest catch or the oh, the deadliest catch? deadliest catch. Oh. Well, they they do that. One of their one of their more popular shows at the end of the year. And, I like that. Show. And it's really cool because the guys because they all they all they all love to drink or do whatever. They're all hanging around just like we are, and that would be a great idea. And that's just another example, Paul, of the fact that. Like you know your shit, you know you know what, you know the history of this. You know what makes it tick. That's a that's another good example of that. So we will do that. We will have a roundtable. I'll tell you another fun thing you could do. I don't know if you have the time and energy, and you could go out and remote and film, do film of guys' collections. We, you we know, can. there's a lot of people watching your podcast. I've been looking at the numbers, and a couple of them have gone over the top. I mean, really decent numbers. Uh, Those guys, are, most of the people in this hobby don't get to see big collections of minibikes. Yeah. Well, I even, mean, even, even just ever, going to Taco Bills or going to yours, or even taking folks to James up in Newhall. James, oh my God. James could ditch 50 bikes and he'd still have a and, and we have had, and, and we're, we're kind of wrapping up here in a second, but we have had, uh, in fact, Ed, you were part of it, as you usually are with whatever I'm up to, is that you were part of that little teaser reel that we did where we filmed an opening for oh, uh, right. a show. Right. And, and we do have some folks that are in the business that actually have shows that are on TV now that we're dangling. Because if you if you got something that is cool like mini bikes are and you've got something that's got a little bit of Americana like mini bikes bring and you've got some collectability, we hit, we hit all those boxes with mini bikes. We've got the characters. Um... We got an event, so we have just about most of the ingredients you need to, to put together <laughs> legitimately something. Whether or not it's going to be worth watching is a whole different thing. We'll let, we'll let that happen on its own course, but there's there's a lot that we can do with this cool mini bike sport and hobby going forward. This little podcast, that little event, all these ideas that we're throwing around. Hey, we're 
we're getting to our senior years, we got to have young guys getting involved and kind of picking up the baton too. So if you're a young dude or a young gal or shit, if you're as old as us, go out and get a mini bike. Go do it. Or if you've got one that's been in the back, like I got a few of them back there, dig it out. It's July. It's about time for this shit to start happening. Get it. Get your engine fired up. If you need some decals, call Paul. If you need some, you want to go really, really fast, call guys like Charles. Wait, God. I want to add one thing. Sure. If you want to build an upscale bike yep. that's going to be so beautiful it's going to stop traffic, you give him the frame and the engine and let him paint it. I'm telling you. Yeah. And, and I... Well, we even talked about having an Evil Ed bike. Um, if anybody wants to get hold of Evil Ed, they can get hold of me. I'll tell them how to get hold of him. So Paul just became Evil Ed's agent. The well, line, the line been, forms to the left. I've been, been pushing for a long time. I've been pushing Evil Ed since the day I met him. The work he's done for me is perfect. It's incredible. Well, um, another example of that is these guys Thank from uh, F&B Racing, um, who have created these awesome little pipes and headers, uh, single stage, dual stage three-stage. They're helping me out with a lot. They're going to be giving away a mini bike, actually a roller, at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion on October 1st. So thank you, Brian. Thank you, Frank. Uh, next up on the podcast, a gentleman that you helped turn me on to and the uh, most current uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Hall of Fame inductee, Taco, Taco Bill. Bill. Taco just Taco Bill just got his final taco, I think, that completed his collection of owning, from what I understand, every taco mini bike that was produced or manufactured. So, an interesting tale. But you know, every it's model, every, every year. Every model of every year. Okay, so, so, so how, many bikes, build, how many bikes would that be? What do you think? 35 bikes? All right, so he's, so he's going to have 35 cool If they stories. build a Taco 100 for five years. Got it. He has every year. So, so finding yeah. about that and, and what drove a guy to, to do that and then the quest to go find every one of those friggin' bikes, not to mention what he paid for some. So we're going to have a chance to, to eavesdrop on, on, on some of his him? escapades. He's the nicest guy ever. I do. As I mentioned, largely through um, <laughs> Evil Ed. Uh, I, I had a chance to spend a little bit of time with him last year at the show because he helped with some of the judging. Judging. Yeah. Prior to that, he's low key. You, you know, he's, he's not one of those. He's an amazing guy. Let me tell you something. He never stops. That orange bonanza trike oh, yeah. was, and that is a beautiful photo of a young Latino girl next to that bike that I use in all my promotions. It's one of the, you know, you talk about doing these events. That little photo with that bike and with that girl is going to live a lot longer than I am. <laughs> And it's going to be available for everybody to see. And it's going to be able to, just with that photo, that's what I wanted to do with that event. That That's that's a snapshot. You know, he's a car guy, too. Oh, without a doubt. I've you know seen, about that Model A he built? I, I, I On Facebook, I'm able to keep up with him. For his dad. I mean, he's the yeah. nicest guy ever. So, and, and, and that's an example of a uh, Hall of Famer. Um, and we take that into account when we try to select them. So uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, October 1st. You'll be able to see Taco Bill. You'll be able to hear him first on the podcast. We look forward to Iski. And by the way, you have a standing order in for these water transfer decals. Get with Iski. I've got his phone number. I'll give it to you offsite. That's a booked order. I don't want any commission or anything. Just just fill the order. Get the thing done. Um, you tried to reach out to the guys over at uh, the folks at Winbar. Do we get any feedback whatsoever? They have a great event. They had a great event. Not too many people posted, but yeah, they're not talking about it like they usually do. Yeah. So All right. Wasn't there, I guess. So maybe to your point, we'll do our own. We'll do our West Coast deal. You know, some people posted a couple little, you know, the parade and. Uh, hey, if you got any info on the event, we'd like to see some photos. Curious about uh, how many bikes were there. I'm sure it was a great time. Uh, it was Father's Day recently. A lot of folks have asked about that. Hey, if you've listened in on the Facebook Live, thank you for doing that. Uh, hopefully, it was a little bit better than what we got on uh, Periscope. We'll be back 
I don't know what date it is. Usually it's a couple weeks from now. Uh, keep an eye out for that on our Facebook page. Uh, thanks to D. Rivas for being a good part of the show last week. That was a cool little spot. We got uh, some good things talked about with D. Paul, thanks for being a part of it. Have a safe drive back to Camarillo. Evil Ed, love you, babe. I've got a check for you. Your first commission check came in. In fact, oh, I've got, yeah, a, I've got yeah, a check for you right. too, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, uh, D1 Production, thanks for the great job, as always, brother. Love you. I and got um, you got a check. Sure, you got a check. What the heck? But he's your agent, so he'll want 20%. Yeah. Joe's Mini Bike Reunion so, Podcast number seven is in the books. Thanks for line. being a part of it. We appreciate it. We'll see you back next week. Go buy a mini bike. Buy one tomorrow. Bye, guys. All right. And girls. Show.